you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here on this beautiful morning, well, kind of dreary morning, but it's a good morning nonetheless. Can, exactly. Could it ever really be a dreary morning? Do we let the weather dictate our celebration of Christ's <laughs> love for us? No. Never. No. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> it is a beautiful morning. We've been given another day by God. That's right. Are and you going to introduce day. me? Oh, yes. <laughs> Guess who I'm with, folks? Yes. It's Father Mike. Woohoo! <laughs> no need to redo that introduction. We're no, just gonna keep no, going. spot on. Just pull one of the other ones out of the. No, we keep it real. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what we do. That's mm-hmm. how we roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you today? Good. Are you sure? You said you were feeling a little lightheaded. Well, don't you know what today is? I do. It's the assumption. That's why you were lightheaded, because you were going to be rising up. No? It is the assumption. It's also something else. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Today is your birthday. <laughs> oh, for all of our podcast mm-hmm. listeners, uh, I am singing happy birthday to Queenie. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday you. to you. Happy birthday, dear Emma. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Thank you, Father Mike. Woo. <laughs> Balloons just fell out of the sky oh, here did. in our studio. Wow. That was such a here nice surprise. The, yeah. <laughs> the What do we call our studio is sponsored, isn't it? Uh, you wanted it sponsored by the HVAC guys. No, I, that was that was a, par- a portion of the podcast we were sponsored by. The, the studio should be po- sponsored as well. You're really on the sponsorship. I know. Okay. Hey, somebody's got to pay the bills around here. That's true. That's true. Maybe if we could get our development director back here. Yes. Enough of this maternity leave <laughs> stuff. Let's roll. Well, okay. So, yes, today is... Your birthday. Well, no. I'm saying today is the assumption. Your birthday. Yeah, okay, yes, and my birthday, yes. I'm just saying, how many times <laughs> can we celebrate your birthday during this podcast? <laughs> Dare we say how old? Fair. Ouch. Should I not say? Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nope nope i think you already started people will hit rewind and they'll catch what you started well to say. then they can do their sleuthing all that's right there that's their job all right but okay so today is the assumption but i actually want for our conversation today to take us back one day just one yes because i like the feast day yesterday and i didn't know about this saint until you guys came, the friars, and uh-huh. started talking about wonderful Franciscan saints. And there are many. Yes. So and his feast day was yesterday. Yes. St. Maximilian Colby. Ooh, ooh. How about that? Yeah. He's such a cool one. Max Colby, yes. Mm-hmm. Saint for our time, really, in some very powerful ways. What did you, what have you picked up about um, St. Maximilian Colby? Well, um, the kind of basics that I have are he was a. He was a Polish priest who, during World War II, um, I don't know in what ways he stood up against the Nazi regime, um, but he did, and he got sent to a concentration camp, and while he was there, he pretty much sacrificed his life for another Why are you whispering? Am I whispering? I think. Oh, well, I apologize. He sacrificed his life for another inmate. And I feel like there's some details around that that I maybe know, but I don't want to get wrong. So I kind of want to hear you tell it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, one of our friars. Um, and of course. When you say our friar, he was a conventual. He was a conventual. That's ah. correct. Yeah. And um, I 
uh, I'm going to probably be, you know, name dropping a little bit, but I lived with friars who lived with him. Mm. How about that? That so is pretty cool. Fist pump. Boom. Now you can say you have fist pump <laughs> a friar who lived with a friar who lived, <laughs> lived with, with Max, Max Colby. Colby. <laughs> How about that? How about I just say I fist bumped with a, a priest who has met other saints because you've met GP too. That's correct. Have you met any other saints? You. Oh, thank you. Today's your birthday. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yes. Anyway, so I'm going to name drop a little bit. Uh, and uh, the friars that I knew um, who knew him, mm-hmm. um, he was very uh, a very intense mm. uh, friar. And... He uh, was a, a very creative guy as far as um, thinking about evangelization. Mm. Was very into how can we get the message of Christ out into the world, and um, very big in. Uh, again, this is in the twenties and thirties and forties yeah. um, in printing, you know, and oh. so uh, trying to get. Uh, in front of people, the message of the gospel. Uh, he was a uh, missionary at one point in his life. He was a missionary in Japan. Really? Uh, yes, he was. Yes, wow. he was. Imagine that. As a friar? Or As was a it friar, okay. yes. Yeah. And uh, um, was uh, during, you know, during the war, obviously was taken in, uh, you know, into custody. And what was he doing that they got so worked up? Right. You have to understand, a, a lot of folks... Um, think that um, the Nazis just oppressed the oh. Jewish people. Right now, mind you, um, in in terms of sheer number, mm-hmm. it nothing compares yeah. to the Jewish people that were slaughtered mm-hmm. uh, during the Holocaust. Um, but you know, the Nazis mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> didn't discriminate mm-hmm. in that way. You know, there were other anything that was a threat. Mm-hmm. anything that was a threat and mm-hmm. so uh, the Catholic Church in some ways was just such a threat and somebody uh, like uh, uh, Max Colby who was um, out there putting a message of mm-hmm. Christ out before the people yeah. uh, would be seen as a threat and so he was uh, imprisoned at the death camp at Auschwitz um, it was Auschwitz yes wow yeah and and what was the situation around him sacrificing himself? Yeah, uh, apparently um, there had been some uh, escape from uh, from the prison, mm. and any time that that happened, mm-hmm. the reprisals were swift and were gruesome. Yeah, just to try and dissuade anyone else from thinking of it. So. Um, just randomly people were selected mm-hmm. uh, to be executed and um, there was someone in his um, dorm that was um, selected a gentleman by the name of Franciszek Gajewniczek who um, uh, was just randomly selected uh, uh, St. Maximilian knew that uh, knew this man he was in his same mm-hmm. uh, uh, same bunkhouse I guess whatever you'd call them but uh, and knew that the man had uh, had a, a young family mm. and so he said no don't don't take him take me 
uh, and and the guards did. They let the other man go, and they took uh, Colby to the gas chambers and uh, executed him along with, you know, a horde of other horde of other people. Well, okay, I have I have another further question about that. I feel like I've also heard something about they starved them, and he. Max Colby like survived for a lot longer than the other prisoners or something like that. And they actually had to like execute him, execute him at the end. That's correct. Yeah. Um, I didn't go into, but that's an incredible detail. I know. I know. I I just, it's death is gruesome. And, but I mean, I I appreciate you're saying that. And there's, there's goodness in knowing that um, he was caring for Mm. his other prisoners who were, Mm. sentenced to the same awful death Mm. um and uh and and to think that um that he voluntarily did that is just uh yeah there's graciousness uh and so when uh he was canonized uh by pope john paul ii Mm -hmm. saint pope john paul ii he um he declared him a martyr of charity which is a great phrase if you think about Mm -hmm. what you and i you know we don't think we're able to be martyrs Mm -hmm. right um and we pray (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe we do pray to be martyrs i don't know but i think most of us pray not to have that have that happen to us or have that happen to anyone but any of us could be a martyr of Mm -hmm. charity you know to die to yourself out of love for another as distinguished from just a regular murder who is martyr for the faith. For the, okay, martyr. Right. Are there other types of martyrs? Um, I'm trying to think. He was the first martyr of charity, right? I'm not sure first. Or oh, really? I mean, I, I'm 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 guessing. I mean, maybe not first of all time, but like right. named that. Yeah, I I, I don't think it church. was a title that had been used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to check on that, but. Um, Mm. You should screen these questions beforehand <laughs> to me that so that I don't have to continuously say, let me look into that or <laughs> uh, I'll check on that or well, I don't know. Well, y- we got to keep you human. I Father know. Mike. I know. What can we do? <laughs> so you mentioned that um, other friars you knew knew him. You say he is intense. Um, what? Did they ever talk about what his spiritual life was like? Yeah. Yeah. Not only do they talk about it, but uh, his writings were rather uh, extensive. Have you read them? I have read some. His his writing style is a little different for me. Um, It's just not in my in my wheelhouse. Why? It's of a particular period. It's of a particular genre that just doesn't Mm. always. uh, that I don't find as spiritually enriching. Mm, That's okay. not to say that it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think all of us can say, well, I, you know, I might prefer to read uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians mm-hmm. more than Romans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Romans might be too highly stylized okay, theology okay. for me. You know, but um, that doesn't mean that Corinthians and Romans aren't. Aren't both, yeah. Yeah, really wonderful books. (laughs) And God's Word. (laughs) And oh, by the way, it's God's (laughs) Word. Yeah, uh, so, pardon me, Colby's Colby's writings were extensive, Mm -hmm. but most well-known for his devotion to the Blessed Mother. Oh, really? Oh, my. 
just, yeah, very, very, uh, very committed to, uh, to Mary. Mm. And so much so that he started a movement mm-hmm. called the Militia of Mary Immaculate. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. Sure you have. Okay. He started that? He certainly did. Oh. So uh, just believing very profoundly Mm -hmm. that Mary, in her special role um, as the mother of Jesus, um, in particular, her her way of, uh, if you think, think of it this way, that she is sort of the epitome of evangelization Mm. right she brings christ into the world she bears christ Mm -hmm. into the world which is the heart of what evangelization Uh, is you know he took that dimension Mm -hmm. and his desire to spread the gospel he placed under the patronage of of mary uh and wanted much the same way that you know what is the first thing that mary does Mm pretty much after the Annunciation, is she goes and spreads the good news to her cousin Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, and so that sense of, it's in that context mm. of evangelization that Colby saw uh, Mary as this patroness of, of bringing the good news mm. to the world. So um, just incredibly... Um, dedicated to Marian theology and Marian spirituality. And, and, uh, and so as friars, we sort of have this, this heritage of, mm-hmm. of St. Maximilian giving us, um, you know, some direction towards um, seeing Mary as a means by which uh, we can help promote what she always does, mm-hmm. which she always points to Jesus. Points to you Jesus, know. yeah. So. Wow. Okay, this is a this is another random question. What do you think is like militia is such an interesting word right. choice yeah. for that. Yeah. What's and the I, idea behind that? The the interesting dynamic is um think to yourself mm-hmm. the uh the culture of um pre war mm. uh, Poland, mm-hmm. you know, where uh a an, any kind of military um, language mm-hmm. pretty much I would say until maybe the last 25 years mm-hmm. was very much acceptable parlance mm. in everyday conversation it, mm. it didn't have the weighted almost sort of negative connotation that it has today oh, interesting but um, but that doesn't mean that there isn't some some beauty even in that that terminology you know you've got groups like the knights of columbus or yeah, the knights yeah. of malta you know and the, mm-hmm. and you know who would think in you know what millennial <laughs> today would say oh i'm going to start a group and i'm going to use a military term you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it just it it's um it's not um it's not as acceptable at least in our culture yeah, in other yeah. cultures it's not problematic yeah. the way it is in in english in in the united states so um, but that sense of, you know, we have to be like an army. Mm. In other words, we have to be unified. Mm. We have to be singularly purposed. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to 
do difficult things even to the point of possibly mm. giving of our lives, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's what a militia, we have to defend, right? So yeah. those are all the things that a militia would do. And we have taken those concepts mm-hmm. and turned them into, you know, a pejorative mm-hmm. connotation, I think. Um, that's not to say, however, that those things aren't real and, and we we shouldn't be promoting that yeah. we're all unified. We should be promoting that we're all, you know, on, on the same mission. Mm-hmm. We should we should be promoting that we're willing to give up our lives, mm-hmm. you know, no greater love. Right. Yeah. It makes me think of um, a part of Paul's writings where he's talking about put on the armor of God. Right. And right. My initial reaction is like, oh, this has this sounds like it's warfare, warfare. terminology. Yep. But at the same. But when you dig into it a little bit more and think about the implications for what that could mean. Yeah. Right. And, and St. Paul, you know, is pretty clear talking about, you know, we're at war even within our within our mm-hmm. own bodies mm-hmm. you know that that there's this this fight going on mm-hmm. and to the extent that we say oh no it's not it's not really i mean is is i don't think that's i don't think that's honest yeah you know and so sadly it is you know it is some sense of uh battle even yeah. though i you know I, if i were starting mm-hmm. an organization today i probably wouldn't use that language right of course but yeah, yeah. i think the language has some some powerful meaning mm-hmm. kind of thinking about that a little bit the internal battle or whatever do you have any sense of what were any of saint maximilian colby's struggles yeah i i um not having ever obviously met, the met man. him um, <laughs> but you know I, I certainly know that um that there were other friars who didn't necessarily mm. see his ministry the way that he did. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was some of that struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and I just have to imagine that um, trying to love and care for uh, people who are abusing you in a mm. concentration camp, I, yeah. I just have to imagine that's fraught with this dynamic of, yeah. you know, in, internal battle. Yeah. So, I, I don't know that per se sure. b- about him, but I, I can as- assume that. And I, I think this, there's no way that a person has hate in their heart mm. for their captors in such a way that, that then they would be able in that same moment to turn around and offer their life mm-hmm. for someone else. In mm. other words, to be in a state of, grace to be able Mm -hmm. to give up your life Mm -hmm. you can't be holding on to to hate Mm -hmm. you know and so um i i i'm sure that was a battle yeah you know to be able to let go of that anger Mm -hmm. and resentment Mm -hmm. of his captors uh in order to then be able to be open to to be a martyr of charity yeah i i appreciate that because i i like thinking about I, I don't know. I think for some people hearing the human side of saints can make them a little disillusioned or something, but I find it so encouraging to hear how these super holy men and women were also very human yeah. and dealt with a lot of the same struggles that we do. Oh and no, I, I, um, 
I lived with uh, one of our friars, uh, Father Connie Miller. Mm-hmm. Connie was wonderful. I, I just what was Connie I short him. for? I'm sorry. What was Connie short Conrad. for? Conrad. Ah, yeah. nice. Yeah. So uh, Connie uh, actually tells the story mm-hmm. of uh, riding bikes with Max Colby. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> and that. Um, I, I forget the details, but something like one of them fell into a ditch or something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But he also says that the other friars that lived mm. with him found him difficult to live with. Interesting. And some he was of that, too intense. So, and maybe, or maybe just too holy. You know that it just was mm-hmm. sometimes hard to it's hard to live with the saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we say about you know being with you. It's a little hard. <laughs> I was going to say that's why it's so hard to live with <laughs> Father Brad, right? Right, right, exactly. So I, although cool. it's not his birthday, so we can't <laughs> celebrate him today the way we're celebrating you. Oh well, you know it's. I don't even quite know how to bring this up, but we've seen a lot of violence in our own world lately, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. How do you how do you think someone like Max Colby would respond in this day and age seeing what we're seeing? How are we how are we called to respond? Yeah, it's a, a great question. I I, I think that uh, St. Maximilian's life, mm. uh, especially his uh, his courageous giving of himself in the face of tremendous violence is. um you know, is example enough for what he would say, you know, and that is that uh, it will not define me. In fact, I reject, I reject it. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give of my life. I reject it so much, you know, that I won't succumb to the kind of violence that I'm seeing Mm. around me. You know, I will not share in it it will not take me to a place where the very hate mm-hmm. that um is embodied in that kind of violence i will even begin to allow myself to um to what you know to to let those thoughts mm-hmm. enter my mind and my heart so i think his stand of um you know supernatural charity yeah you know uh to stand in the face of violence Mm -hmm. and give of himself Mm -hmm. says to you and me all right how can we give of ourselves as we stand before the same kind of of violence um Mm -hmm. and so can i give of myself more um in charity to to others to somehow counterbalance Mm -hmm. the violence and the hate that um that is present in our world. Mm-hmm. What do you think he prayed for his captors? Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I, like I just, how do you, how do you let go of that right. hatred in your heart when right. you're seeing such horrible things going right. on? And yeah, how, how, what do you, what are the practical steps to letting go of that? And thinking about like the translation for our modern time is there are people who we just do not understand. We do not understand the way that they process, you know, this violence going on and seemingly doing nothing or not caring about it. It's so easy to get worked up um, and feel 
oh no, that hatred in my heart of like, what are you thinking? Right. How are you not doing anything about this? How do we, I don't know, root that out and still stay. Sure. I, I mean, I, I guess, um, I'm stretching here to be able to say that St. Maximilian would say this or St. Maximilian would say that. But I think in his spirit, a couple of things jump out at me. First of all, his, uh, his love of the Blessed Mother, mm. to me, um, I think gives us another incredible witness of what we can do in the face of violence. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, a woman who stood at the foot of the cross yeah. and watched a vicious act of violence be perpetrated against her only son. Yeah. And... Uh, and and we we are given in scripture a an image of her that is in total um, you know acceptance from a realistic standpoint that there was nothing that she could do about it and mm-hmm. yet her heart would not be uh, tainted mm-hmm. with the same vile um, spirit that. Uh, that brought Christ to such a uh, such an awful death, and mm-hmm. so her witness to us of how she stood before violence and did not let it it pierced her heart, no right. doubt about it, but it did not transform her heart into a heart of hate, mm. but rather she further witnessed her love for mm. her son and for even mm-hmm. you know those around her. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and gives us that witness to say, we need to do the same. We cannot allow the violence that we see perpetrated in our, our world to give us or to, to transform our hearts into hearts of hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather, and so I think the, you know, for St. Maximilian, his, um, his spiritual journey prior to that is what prepared him to be able to be a martyr of charity, to be able to not allow the hate that mm. that end into his life to transform his heart, and yeah. so you and I can't sit here and say, "Okay, well, I'll you know I'll hope that if that ever should come my way, I'll be ready." No, we've got to say, "What images are we um, placing before our own eyes mm-hmm. that inspire us to be people of?" love in the face of hate Mm -hmm. and and certainly mary gives us uh uh, you know from her you know earliest experiences as a mother Mm -hmm. when she has to flee you know into egypt for for fear of the the hatred that um that was going to be perpetrated against her son as Mm -hmm. a a child Mm -hmm. also kind of makes me think of paul joining the rest of the apostles after he'd know killed one of them right can you imagine yeah and and you know he speaks to that um you know i think that sense of i'm not worthy Mm. you know Mm -hmm. because i you know i've had that hate in my heart um but that i think witnesses all the more to no matter what we've done or where our hearts have been yeah that we are never um beyond the capacity Mm -hmm. to um, allow God's grace to transform hate into into love. And I think, um, 
St. Maximilian's life shows us not so much an example of someone whose heart was hateful and then became more loving, right, but rather right. in the face of tremendous mm-hmm. hate because of his um, mm-hmm. love of Christ uh, through the Blessed Mother. I think he uh, he was able to be uh, this awesome martyr of charity. Mm-hmm. I and like that idea of doing all the doing all the little things right and being in a habit and practice of right. letting go right. of these small right. annoyances and hatreds and that kind of stuff right. because when a big one comes yeah you're so that prepared. then that term militia mm. comes back that you know for years he had been training himself mm-hmm. yeah. you know to be able to witness to mm-hmm. Christ in a powerful way mm-hmm. and much the same way that any you know military group uh, trains you know yeah. and St. John Paul uh, II, when he canonized uh, St. Maximilian, uh, called him uh, uh, the patron saint of our difficult age. Ooh. And what he, what he meant by that was, and again, this was uh, 1982, I think, mm. when he was canonized, or 83, I'm not sure, I think it was 82. He, um, you know, there, there was a troubled time, the mm-hmm. Cold War was in full bloom, and... Yeah. Uh, and you had John Paul, who was trying to work behind the scenes to um, to liberate mm-hmm. a a Poland that was still behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah, and and so think about in declaring that mm. Saint John Paul is is doing the same thing in a, in a way that Saint Maximilian did. He's saying to Maximilian's own countrymen, of which he was one, he was one yeah. that hey. He's our patron. Mm. We can overcome mm. this evil that we're confronting mm-hmm. by charity. Mm. And, you know, I, I think that was at the heart of what eventually brought the Iron Curtain down. Mm. Think about the connections there. That are, is incredible. Are pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Father Mike, what do you think would be a good challenge for our listeners based on this Max Colby conversation yeah. and his life and yeah. his selfless charity. Yeah. Martyr of charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are we being asked to give up our lives in charity for someone who is despicable? Despicable. I mean, I, I that's a hard, that's word. a hard word. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 I think many of us confront realities in our lives mm-hmm. where we find the actions of this one or that one. And maybe it's a public figure Mm -hmm. with whom we have no personal connection, or maybe it's Mm. a family member that has hurt us Mm -hmm. just terribly. Mm -hmm. Where are we called to die to ourselves and give of our lives in love, um, you know, to counterbalance the, the hate Mm. or the, the pain or the evil that, you know, this other person is called. I, I think that's a challenge all of us. And, and, you know, maybe we can say, well, I don't have anyone that's despicable, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes. Maybe you do. Yes. I think we all do. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Father Mike. Thank you. Can you um, maybe what? close us in a prayer, you think? Oh, sure. Of course. I mean, unless you had more questions or is this podcast going <laughs> a little longer today or what? It's a little It is your birthday today. edition. It, it is the birthday edition. What can we do? Mm-hmm. I can get a couple extra minutes. But yes, I will pray for us. All right. Okay. Jesus, thank you for your ultimate witness of selfless love and sacrifice. 
Thank you for your mother who points us towards you and for saints like Maximilian Kolbe who are modern witnesses of how to how to slowly and purposely root out hate in our own hearts. Um, Jesus, show us what is uh, sitting in our own hearts, what we need to release and lay at your feet. Show us how we can be more, more merciful with those in our own lives, more loving, more charitable. Call us into prayer and help us to ask more often for the intercession of your mother Mary and St. Maximilian Kolbe. Jesus, we ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. And plus, I about on her birthday. And thank you for my wonderful parents who yes. birthed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you guys for listening to another great episode of Friarside Chat. An awesome episode, if oh, I might yes. say. You guys can email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can send them to me at erm one three at duke.edu for more information about the ministry of the duke catholic center visit us at catholic.duke.edu fireside chats is supported by many generous donors some awesome people just like you students parents alumni and friends of the catholic center of which i hope you are one to learn how you can support fireside chats or any other ministry of the duke catholic center Visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. All right. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.